Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His words so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. It's not weird. It's not rocket science. It's the Spirit of God speaking to us. I want you to write this quickly. God is going to lead you. We have to believe it. We have to listen and we have to obey. Remember, you have to be sensitive. God is speaking to his word. We have to be in it routinely. He is speaking to his spirit and it's not going to be weird. It's going to be something that God does that we know he's speaking to us. How can we as Christ followers be able to know and discern what God is trying to say to us? Today, Pastor Mark will teach listeners how God communicates with them. The primary way is through the Holy Spirit living inside of every believer. The Spirit of God will tug on the heart of people, causing them to either speak up or be silent as necessary. He will also place a feeling of peace or unrest in hearts. What a valuable resource to have in the life of every Christ follower. Have you experienced God's will in your life by listening to His Spirit? He will only make your life better. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians as he continues with part three in his series entitled Unlimited Opportunities. There's no doubt in my mind that some of these 12, when they got Jesus alone, they said this, how did you choose us? Out of all these people, how did you know which 12 to pick? I mean, how did you pick me, for instance? Out of all these people to be your apostles, how did, how did you know? Well, we already gave you the answer. Jesus prayed all night. And God told him. You see, Jesus was listening to God. You see, when Jesus came to this earth, he's fully God and fully man, but he put his God part aside. So anything that he did, he got direction from God. He wasn't doing life alone. He was doing with God and with others. So the answer to this would have simply been, well, how did I know who to choose? How I know to do anything. Every decision I make, I'm listening to God. Well, for the disciples, to be honest, that was pretty easy. You see, the disciples lived, these 12, in a time when Jesus was in flesh. And so when Jesus would say, come on, we're going, we're going to go up to this city, they just followed. Because he was there. They could see him. They could hear him. When Jesus would get up in the morning and say, well, we're going to go through Samaria today. What? Yeah, the father said, I've been listening to him, we're, we're to go through Samaria. 
So they followed by listening to Jesus actually speak, and they heard his words. But one day, Jesus said to them, I'm going now back to heaven, right after he went to the cross. I'm going back to heaven. So the very first thing I'm sure that came to their mind was this. Okay, hmm, divided by three. You're going to heaven. For these last two and a half years, we've heard your voice. We've watched your steps. This wasn't too difficult. Now what? There's nobody here to follow. How are we going to do this? I mean, when we had a question, we came to you. You had the answer. Push the blue button. But you're not going to be here anymore. So how are we going to do life? Jesus had an answer for them. He gave it to them. It's the same answer you and I need. Because we don't have a Jesus today that's physically here. He's here by spirit. So how do we do life? Who are we listening to? If, if one of the keys is to, to listen to God, how does that work? Well, let's turn in our Bibles to the book of John, chapter 14, and we will see how to follow and what that looks like. This is so important. By the way, if you're not a Christ follower, you have no clue about this. And that's why you want to ask God to change your life today. You want to repent, believe, and come to follow. Because you can't do life without God. Now, in John chapter 14, all of our campuses, go down to verse 16. Vieira, Sebastian, Orlando, those of you watching by the internet, verse 16. Notice what Jesus says. And I will ask the Father, and he'll give you another counselor. That word another in the original language means another one just like Jesus. Of course, speaking about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's speaking about God the Holy Spirit. Another one just like Jesus. Not different, different personality, but just like Jesus. So he says, and the Father will give you another counselor to be with you for the next three weeks. Is that what it says? What does it say? Well, how long is forever? Hallelujah. You mean he's with us today? Yeah. Well, what about when I die? Will he be with my grandkids? Yeah, forever. And by the way, here's one of his names, the spirit of truth. That's better than the spirit of lies, just in case you wonder. Now, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. In other words, if you're not a believer, you don't get any of this. Because following Jesus, it's a spiritual thing. The real you is spiritual. But you know him, Jesus says to his disciples, because he lives with you. He's been around us. He's had some influence. But here's the key. Circle it. He will be in you. And I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So Jesus says, I'm going to the Father. You've been following me physically. But now you're going to follow me spiritually. Well, what does that look like? Is it like, woo? No, it's not like that at all. Go down to verse 26, same chapter, John 14, 26. Notice, but the counselor of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. Look at me. Who's teaching you today? Holy Spirit's teaching you. Oh, yeah, it's my voice. It's my study. But the Holy Spirit's the one applying it to your heart. The teacher is always the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is God. Doesn't get any better than that. Notice, goes on. 
He will teach you all things, not some things, everything you need to know, and will remind you of everything I've said to you. So he'll bring back keys to these disciples. Jesus made these statements. They never got some of them. Later, the Spirit would remind them what the meaning was. Skip over two more chapters. Let's see one more aspect of the Holy Spirit. One more aspect of the Holy Spirit. Chapter 16, go down to verse 13. All our campuses. But when he, remember, the Holy Spirit is a person. He can be grieved. He can be said no to. He's not, it's not the force be with you. He's a person. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he, this is amazing. And understand this. This is, in, in, a, in a reverent way, this is the blue button. He will guide you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears from God. And he will tell you what is yet to come. So please write this down. Every Christ follower has God, the Holy Spirit, living inside of them. Now again, if you're not a Christ follower, there's nobody to guide you. There's nobody to answer your questions. You're just trying to do life alone. It doesn't work. So notice, this, this sounds strange to you, but I think you'll understand it. When the Holy Spirit came, it was actually way better for the disciples than it was when Jesus was here. Here's why. Later, some of these disciples would go to different cities. And who would go with them? Ansar, the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit lived where? Tell me. Point to it for you. Where's the Holy Spirit live? Right here. So wherever you go, who goes with you? The Holy Spirit. Now, in the early days, if Jesus went to Capernaum, but a couple of disciples wanted to go to Nazareth, didn't work. There's nobody in Nazareth. They don't have God with them because Jesus could only be in one place at one time. See, way better than one person. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. We forget that you, that I have God in me. On star, living in us. Amazing directing us, teaching us. Well, Pastor Mark, okay, I like that. I like the Holy Spirit living in me. But you said I'm supposed to listen to him. How do I do that? How do I listen to a spirit that's inside me? I'm glad you ask. The spirit leads us in many ways. We hear we understand what to do, how to follow in many ways. I'll give you some of the ones that are not as frequent. We hear God speak to us through our conscience. Don't do that. Anybody hear your conscience say, don't do that this week? We've all been there. That was a conscience. Who spoke to you? God spoke to you. Who told you to do it? Satan. So we hear from our conscience. Uh, we're, we, we get wisdom and direction from God, sometimes through other people. Believers and even unbelievers, we've seen that in the scripture. We get it from open doors and closed doors, from circumstances. And we get it. The book of Acts tells us toward the end of time, we're going to get more direction through the Spirit, through dreams and visions. But I want to give you today, all of those are valid, but I want to give you today 
the two main ways we hear God speak to us so we can listen. Two main ways. I want you to write it down. Here's the next statement. A little long, but just I'll, I'll give you time to write it down. Primarily, a Christ follower listens to God two ways. Through the written word, in other words, the Bible, and then through the influence, the impressions from the Holy Spirit. So one is hardcore, it's in writing. The other one is in the Spirit, impressions that come from the Holy Spirit. One time Jesus stood and said this in Matthew 4, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Well, what word comes from the mouth of God? Turn with me to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and let me show you what word comes from God. That means that I can't live on human bread. That's not going to do my life good enough. You see, God made us so that nothing could satisfy us except a relationship with God. For those of you that are not yet followers, the only way that life will make sense and purpose is, again, to become a follower. Ask Christ to forgive you. You get a chance to do that. Otherwise, life doesn't make sense. God didn't make you to do life apart from him. And because God made us to work with us, he was loving. He wanted to communicate with man. In the Garden of Eden, there was no Bible. There was God speaking to Adam and Eve. So they followed his voice, but of course they had a choice, just like all of us. Well, later on, as we go through the Old Testament, God codified it. He, he put it in writing. He put his mind, you, you wonder, what is God thinking? Read the Bible. That's his mind. That's what he thinks about everything. And so he took his thoughts and went to human people through the Holy Spirit, and they wrote what God's thinking. This is our manual for living. So how do I listen to God? Well, the main primary way is through the written word of God. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture, all of it, is God-breathed. In other words, it came from God. He loved us. He said, you can't do life. Let me show you how to do it. And, and it's, it's useful. Some people look at the Bible and they go like, that makes no sense to me. If you're not a believer, it won't make any sense to you. But a believer does. So that's why I'm here. Notice, it's useful for what? Teaching. I'm teaching you how to hear God from the written word of God. And then rebuking, don't do that. The Bible will tell us that for good. Remember, choose to sin, choose to suffer. Remember the old sign, wet paint. Hmm. We want to touch it. What happens? Yeah, it was true. It's on my finger. So, much worse than that when we sin. Next thing, correcting. Don't do that. Do this. Here's how to do it. And last, training. That's another reason we're here. We didn't become mature when you became a believer. If you're 47, you're a baby Christian. And so we have to mature. So the Bible is for that. What's the ultimate purpose? Look at verse 17. So that the man of God, so that people may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, to do life. Everything God has planned for you comes from understanding the Word of God. Everything we need to know to do life right is found in the Word of God. So how do I listen to God? I listen to Him by being taught here, having my own quiet time in the morning where I open the Word of God and it speaks volumes to me. 
Now, I have a, a lot of favorite verses, but one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament is so practical. Here it is. You see it in Psalm 119. You don't need to write it down. Look what it says. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I remember once I taught with a flashlight on my foot in a Bible because it meant that when I need to know something, it's a, it's a what? It's a lamp to my feet. The next step, a light to my path. I know how to do this. I know how to follow because this tells me how to follow. See, you don't have to walk in darkness. What do you do about that, Pastor Mike? I don't know what to do about that. Look it up and follow it. It's the written word of God. Now, sometimes people wonder, why are all these churches that are teaching the word of God exploding, more people, all kinds of conversions, and churches that don't teach it dying? This is why. Because good-looking 5'7", guys. <laughs> yeah, right. Why are they growing? Because people listen to me. Why are you here? Because you and I want to know how to do life. And without this, you can't do it. People are starving for answers. We have the answers. Hallelujah. And it came from God. Why? Because he loves us. He loves you here today. Doesn't matter where you've come from. He loves you. He didn't leave us alone. We have the written word of God. So as we read the word... God's speaking to us. God's speaking to us. As you have your devotions in the morning, God is speaking. He knows exactly what to say. It's alive. He speaks to us. Well, I told you there was two ways. The second way, the second most common way God speaks to us is through the Holy Spirit himself. One day, there was a man in the Bible in the New Testament called Philip. Look at this verse and try to picture what happened. He's out in the desert, and it says, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk alongside or beside that carriage. So Philip's out there, and all he has is the Old Testament. This day. He's looking, Isaiah, go walk by the carriage. Where is that? Carriage C, C. I can't find it in here. So look at that for a moment. How did the Holy Spirit say to Philip, if it isn't in the written? How, well, let's see if we remember. Where is the Holy Spirit in Philip? How did he hear? He heard it in the Spirit. Pastor Mark, are you kidding me? That the Spirit will speak to us like that? Yeah. Now, what's the danger of that? The danger is you get weird, number one, like watch Christian TV. This is the moment the Spirit's going to speak to me. Oh, oh, it's coming. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus, help us. That's not the Spirit. That's somebody that's totally weird. You laugh, but it's sad because the world looks at that and goes, I don't want any part of that stuff. I don't want any part of that stuff. Well, how does the Holy Spirit speak to us? By the way, when the Holy Spirit gives us impressions to do things, here's what you have to remember. It must always line up with the written word of God. This is the one. Because sometimes, remember, there's three voices you and I hear. The voice of God, the voice of self, I want to do it, 
and the voice of Satan. And sometimes my voice of self is so strong that it can override the voice of God. So I always have to go back to the written word of God. That's why this is the primary way God speaks to us. This is how I listen to this. Well, if you're going to be useful to God, you have to be like Philip, sensitive. Did you know that the Spirit is speaking to us all the time? But quite often, we're just not listening. Romans says this, Christ's followers are led by the Spirit of God. Now, how does that work? It's not weird. It's not rocket science. It's the Spirit of God speaking to us. I want you to write this quickly. God is going to lead you. We have to believe it. We have to listen, and we have to obey. Remember, you have to be sensitive. God is speaking to his word. We have to be in it routinely. He is speaking to his spirit, and it's not going to be weird. It's going to be something that God does that we know he's speaking to us. So that brings up number three. I follow through being connected to others. Number two, I follow by listening to the word and the spirit. And number three, we follow by changing. In other words, being teachable. Being teachable and flexible. Well, what does that verse 32, Psalm 32, 9 say? In our other campuses, look what it says. Do not be like a senseless horse. This was someone, a horse is getting ahead, getting ahead, always ahead. And that's like some of us. You know, we're here going, God, this is what I'm going to do. Come on, God, hurry up, catch up with me. I'm not following you, you're following me. Come on, come on. Well, that never works. I've been there. You have to turn around and get back in line with him. He's the one we follow. And the second one is that old mule. Notice, a, a mule that needs a bit and a bridle to keep it under control. So what am I saying? If we want to be useful to God, you and I have to have a positive, submissive attitude. If you open the Word of God and the God speaks to you, and, and, you, and you have this attitude, I don't want to do that, or I have to do that, you'll never, ever be successful following God. You need to go, if that's what you want, I'm going for it. Now, nothing wrong with questioning God. But when he finally goes, no, we're going to do this, we just do that. Following Jesus is a positive journey. It's an exciting journey. Do you know how much this year God wants to teach each of us? Most of those things are going to require change. Because he wants to take me from here to there. And with that change, it means I'm going to have to be teachable and flexible. But to be honest, that's hard for every single one of us here, all of our four campuses. It's hard to be teachable and flexible because I kind of like status quo. Every Christ follower has God, the Holy Spirit, living inside of them. Today we learn from Pastor Mark about the invaluable resource every believer has dwelling inside God himself. The Lord wants listeners to actively be attentive to his calling. God wants to and is going to lead you. The responsibility is on us to believe, listen, and obey. How have you been listening and available to the Lord's calling on your life lately? You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. How do we begin to change our lives after accepting Christ? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners to be teachable and flexible. Through the daily study of His Word, God wants to transform our lives into a service for Him. We were created to bring glory to the Father, and we do that by representing Christ in all that we do. Our lives should look much different than the patterns of this world. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. has seen and our ears have heard his word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope he is given